down 13 seconds. And I could be being recorded. So. It's saying, yeah, I just got that it's live. Okay, so here we go. Hey, everyone. I'm sure you heard all of the conversation going on. But, you know, Blog Talk Radio just has a tendency of fucking up the countdown. So <laughs> let's start from the top. Hey, everyone. It's Maribel Blue with another KEM Top Talk Unfiltered. Tonight, we are going to talk about two different topics. The first topic is going to be on the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. And, of course, later on at the end, we're going to talk about The Bachelor. And, of course, in between their toilet paper. So it kind of all meshes in together. A nice shit show for everybody. (laughs) And, of course... I have my special guest today, D.B. Cooper, who's going to fill us in on the conspiracy theories with all of this coronavirus. And and I forgot to turn off (laughs) my phone because now somebody's sending me a text. What is the link to the show (laughs) so that they could log in too? Um, So let's get started with the show with, of course, music. Let's cue it up. Maribel Blue with a new KEM Top Talk Unfiltered. I wasn't sure if I was going to do a show tonight. I really did want to talk about the coronavirus because it has been something that's the top of the news. You can't seem to avoid it. It happened, what, like several weeks ago? And here we are today out of toilet paper, of all things. I would have never imagined in a million years that we would be discussing about this virus and how it ties into paper products. How it ties in, I don't know. If you have feedback, I'd love to hear your feedback. But um, today I have a special guest, and you've heard him before. It's my friend, D.B. Cooper, also known as Dr. Corona. (laughs) No, no, no. Captain Corona, Captain Corona. I'm sorry, Captain Corona, that's right. My friend and I, we have a thing about using the word doctor because, you know, some people that we know um, call themselves doctor and they're not really a doctor and they're talking about being a fetish therapist, which they're not, just so you know. 
So we must be very careful when we use these titles for people who didn't have the proper education. So Captain well, I, Corona. I wanna, I, and I do <laughs> want to be clear. I am a doctor. I'm just not <laughs> licensed. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, I am gathering, of course, the other troop that likes to call in and and harass me. And I'm giving them the phone number right now. (laughs) So I'm sure that Jesco will be calling in because he just asked me what's the number. So I'm sure he will be calling in momentarily. Um... Okay, so let's get started. This week has been crazy with this coronavirus and the news escalating much of what has been uh, transpiring with all of this. And um, if you're part of society and you know that a lot of the times uh, some of these things, and I'm, I'm going to say up front, I'm not any kind of political expert at all. All. So please do not take my words uh, to heart because I'm not into politics at all. So that's that. But anyway, with all that being said, there has been, you know, the stock market going up and down. Um, I think when Trump gave this speech, all of a sudden the stock market went up. So I feel a lot of the times that things are going on. Um, just for the sake of the stock market and not for anything else. Apparently, this virus uh, started in China. The rumor mill is that somebody drank bat soup. I don't know what, what the situation is. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the same thing like what happened with AIDS. Like, how did AIDS begin? Um, and, and, you know, with, with patient zero, I guess, what, what it's considered and, and how it was spread from person to person. And I think the other crazy thing is, is that, you know, we're telling grown people to wash their hands, which I think it's in, is insane because this is something that should have been instilled when I guess you were like four or five years old when your parents started teaching you like manners and how to say thank you and how to say you're welcome and please and may I um, and well, of course well, and, and, watching... maybe, and not just that but but about putting things in your hands let's see because I was talking to some people the other day what did your mother tell you that you could put in your mouth when you were a little kid what what she could put in my mouth or what I can put no, in no, my no, mouth no 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 when you'd be putting stuff in your mouth when you were a little kid, your mother'd stop you and she'd say, "If you could do this, you could put that in your mouth, right? What? Vegetables? My mother used to tell me if I could put my elbow in my mouth, I was welcome to put my elbow in my mouth. Other than that, don't put anything else in my mouth. <laughs> Go ahead, try it. Anybody who's listening, try to put your elbow in your mouth. I cannot. I don't think, Nobody no, I can. can't do it. I just lifted my elbow. I cannot reach. Of course, it's going to be the double-jointed person. You know, that's that's the freak that can do it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, yes, you'd be surprised that, that people do not know those things today. Well, it's Crazy. very sad. I mean, we live in a society um, where 
we have to tell people to wash their hands. People are grabbing toilet paper like it's going to run out. Um, you know, I think if anybody watched The Walking Dead, it gives you somewhat of a realistic point of view of what happens within a zombie apocalypse. And this is almost that, like the start of it, right? Yes, that there is no running water. There isn't um, – what, what was I going to say? There just isn't the natural, I guess, resources that we're used to, whether it's natural or unnatural, no running water, um, no cars, for some reason. Um, well, we're, we're, decided... we're not going to get there with this. We're not going to get there anywhere near <laughs> like that. With this. I, I mean, okay. And the people that are dying, you know, they're not rising from the dead. So, like, the zombie apocalypse right. is not on us. Right. You know, Jesso uh, is calling in. Now, just in case you didn't know D.B. Cooper, let me give you a little background on Jesco before I pick him up. He is very eclectic. He has odd opinions that I do not agree with. His opinions are, you know, that a woman is to be home, taking care of her man and all of this stuff. He can come off a little racist. So I'm going to pick him up. Hi, Ashley. Welcome, everybody. All of a sudden, the chat room is filling up because I know that everybody gets tired of all of these reality TV shows. I get it. So let's pick up Jesco and see what he has to say. Hi, Jesco. Baby, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? It's been so long. Yeah, it has. Make Where has everybody been? Are are they tired of hearing me talking about The Bachelor? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, uh, you, you know, everybody appreciates your um, insight and fresh takes on on the shows, you know what I mean? So. Well, I think everybody knows that when I discuss these shows, I'm not discussing it as I'm advocating for the show. Basically, I make fun of the women that are on there, the men that are on there, um, the whole entire concept of the relationships and how most of them have not lasted for a long extended period of time. As a matter of fact, some relationships end before um, everything comes to light at the end of the show. So we're watching something that happened three months previous. So a lot can happen three months after and those are usually my points that I make when I'm talking about reality TV. But needless to say, the top of the hour, we are discussing the coronavirus. We are discussing the fact that people are fighting over toilet paper. They're fighting over Purell. I mean, literally, we have run out of these things. What's been your situation, Jesco? Um I think the uh, coronavirus is complete nonsense. It probably doesn't exist. Uh, the shortages with the hand sanitizer and the toilet paper are, pro are probably artificial. They probably uh, intentionally shorted the stores and then told everybody, oh, you know, all the toilet paper is getting bought up. And everybody went and bought as much as they could. And they created this, this thing to get people panicked and frenzied. And the best thing to do, to turn off the TV and don't ever listen to those wires again. Mm. Because I, I got a question. I got a question for you, Maribel. How yeah. many people do you know personally 
personally that have SARS, bird flu, swine flu, Zika, West Nile, Ebola. Do you know anybody ever personally that had that stuff? Jesco, I know zero people who've who've had right. any of the diseases that you've listed just now. Zero. Right. But but, and, uh, but, but and, people and, and that, that had them might not go around saying that they, they had recovered from it either because of the connotation that comes with it. The same way that there's a connotation now with, with well, and, and I'm with you. I mean, anybody, I, you're not going to hear anybody say it because nobody's ever had those things. And guess what? Corona will be added to the list too. Nobody will ever have it. How do they how do they test for it? I mean, you know, that's another thing. Not all of a sudden they figure out. You know, it's a brand new thing. They figured it out now that it can test. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's absurd. Well, it's not necessarily like a brand new thing. It's COVID-19. The next year, there'll be COVID-20. And then two years <laughs> later, there'll be COVID-21. Like, it's a continuing like along the same, you know, like, because there's no denying that people have died, you know, from SARS and swine well, like, like you know, well, you can't I mean, say that there was no deaths the in the country. Right? They're documented. You can't say that there was no that's, deaths that's that they were documented. The but that shows you. That people... But that shows you. But it shows you the hysteria. Okay, look at the same hysteria. Now they've moved on. I, I'm with you on, on their hysteria. And look at the hysteria that they moved on to. Like, what did they do with? How did how did they do this hysteria before with natural disasters? And every time it's the next hurricane that's going to end everything, right? And they send these people into a panic and then nothing happens. And on the oddball chance that it does happen because it's going to happen from time to time, right? People are going to get hit with the hurricane, but they always overhype stuff. That's the news. That's the media. I don't see... uh, any of like, I mean, there's definitely lines, and there's that. Yeah, I can tell you, in, in New York and in New Jersey, there are lines in in the Costco's and the BJ's that are worse than holiday lines. I'm not joking. Right. You walk if you go in, you're gonna leave. I'm not joking, right? And you know, uh, so here in New York, right they, now, now they've canceled, you know, everything, right? Like they don't want anybody in public or anything like that. But yet. Costco's and the BJ's and the Walmart's, all of these stores are packed. Nobody's concerned about this. So there is some confusion here, right, with, like, what they're saying and what they're allowing to happen. If it's so bad, why haven't they shut the trains down? Right. The New York City trains. You're talking about New York City I'm talking about New York City transit. Right. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. New York City transit, which is one of the – and and Maribel, you can attest to this. It's one of the most disgusting things you will ever ride in your life. Yes. Absolutely. It's gross. Even right before I left New York, it just got worse and worse. I mean, the rats were walking on the platform where the people were walking. They weren't even afraid anymore. That's how bad it and, got. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, you know, the one thing I, I tell you, like, you know, like, because I, I, I'm, you know, I don't believe this nonsense that it came from that soup, okay, because this is – it. These wet markets have been part of these people's lifestyle for how long? And now all of a sudden it causes a problem? How come it didn't cause a problem six months ago or last year or two years ago or ten years ago? Like if, and, and I'm not going to eat bat soup or snake, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, like this is part of their regular diet over there, right, like mm-hmm. uh, in, in the province that they're talking about. 
What I mm-hmm. find more interesting, though, is is that because I'm following the I, I'm following these Hong Kong protesters, and two days before they started talking, remember. When they first, they didn't first say bat. They said it came from snake. From the wet market, it came from snake. Then they switched up to bat soup, and that's the story that they're sticking with. Mm-hmm. Right? And, but two days before that, uh, where I, I can't remember where I had seen it on social media, but that was where the first reports already had started from the Hong Kong protesters. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that, that, that. That this was going, that this was unleashed to get rid of them. Okay. To get people off the street, which I can believe. I can believe mm-hmm. the Chinese government would have unleashed a, a virus on the world. I don't think it came from bat soup. If well, it does isn't exist, China a communist government anyway? Of course it is. They can do whatever they want to do. Exactly. Now, somebody in the chat room just made a good point over here. Even though it's funny, it's true. Ozzy bit the head off a bat and didn't get coronavirus. Huh. Remember when Ozzy Osbourne bit the... Right. Bit the... Like, oh, no, well, it wasn't a bat. Like... It was a bird. Yeah, was, it was it a, a bat bird, or a I bird? I think he did it twice. I think he did it to a bird and a bat. Mate. Well, I think it was just a bird like a dove. And he I didn't mean, even like, know. You know. I mean, listen. Well, I mean, like, you know, I don't know if he ate it. You know, like, they're saying that, you know... That uh, um, you had mentioned HIV. They're saying that HIV did come from apes, right? But it came from people eating apes. That when we eat that meat, this is what they're saying. And I'm using the air quotes because I don't believe everything that they say. But, but it's the it was the interaction that the bat contains corona, the same way that the bat contains a whole lot of other viruses, the same way that rats that caused the you know the plague in Europe. Right when everybody was, was was migrating over here to to, to get to get away from disease in the early 1900s, that that shit was caused by rats. They still carry the bubonic plague. It's just there's not enough of them for it to infect us. Mm-hmm. Right. So these these things are out there. Like, they, and that's the real thing. I don't know why we're surprised and why. Why we're going nuts, like so, and why people have to be told to wash their hands? Because I could tell you that people do not clean themselves. Well, I'm gonna tell you now. The chat room is blowing up over here with different comments, and I'd love to hear both of your feedback. So please, one at a time. Uh, Flycatch says the MSM is driving the narrative, and this will backfire on them. Um, another person, another person said, uh, "Oh, flycatch! Swine flu kills over 1,000 Americans, and it took over six months for Obama to do anything." So I'd love That's to hear your, your comments on this, starting with you, DB Cooper, and then over to Jesco. I mean, both those things are absolutely true, like that these networks that are running the hype of the coronavirus, now we can't call it, those same networks right now are saying that it's racist for us to call it the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus when they themselves a month ago were calling it the Chinese coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So the media is playing a huge role in this hysteria, uh, like they love to do. 
you know, there, there, there's no doubt about that. And this, you know, Trump, like him or not, and that, that, that is a, a true fact. Um, it was months before Obama uh, declared the swine flu uh, an emergency. Hmm. A lot Jeff of people go? had died before. A lot of people had died before they, that, that that administration had declared it an emergency. Jessica, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I think it's all fake, and I think you know it's interesting the timing of all this. You know, this is probably peak time of year when cold and flu is going around, right? Mm-hmm. And guess mm-hmm. what the symptoms of coronavirus are? The same as having a cold or a flu. Oh wow! So every, anybody gets the sniffles. Uh, you know, oh, shoot, you probably got coronavirus, you know what I mean? Get, and it makes people even more crazy. It's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. And, and I'm telling you, as when the weather breaks and it starts warming up and staying warm consistently, this will be forgotten about. You will forget about and, it. Well, you know, it will be just like all the other ones. And, and, and I know you don't like to get political, Maribel Blue, but I got to tell you, like, there's one person in particular that's benefiting from all of this. Who is that? And that's the idiot. The idiot Joe Biden. Oh God, here we go. I I mean no, but it's you know like listen, it's that you know like we need to pay attention to not what it is that the media is saying, but we need to pay attention to what's going on, and that's mm-hmm. how we can decipher the truth. Because they're not going to tell us the truth. The media you're talking about. Most of them aren't, you know, like mm-hmm. they, they, it's, it's, you know, they become, the, they, they become the equivalent of the National Enquirer, you, you know, like the, the, the rag that you would be ashamed to buy at the supermarket. What do you think, what do you think is going to deter from people? What do you think it's going to be next to deter people from this thing that's going on is the coronavirus the main topic because there's something going on in on the back end of the world that we're we don't know about or we're not aware of because we've been yeah. sure. Uh, sure caught up the in this hundreds of, Kong, of times sure. the people of hong kong are fighting the chinese government in a revolution that all of mm-hmm. us should be jealous of mm. There is something going on in the world that they don't want us to pay attention to anymore, which was that the Chinese are getting ready to stomp out all of them. Hmm. You might be right. Jessica, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's just nothing but distractions. They want you constantly distracted, and that's all there is to it. So um, it's... It's just kind of absurd, absurd. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the only thing that the news doesn't lie about. They, they don't lie all the time, but just most of the time. I'll tell you what they tell the truth about. They tell the truth about the location you're in. They'll mm-hmm. tell the truth about the temperature. They'll tell the truth about what kind of weather you had that day. Everything else is bullshit. shouldn't even listen to it. Well, do you think you know, that reporters and, and sometimes they accurately predict uh, the weather too? You know, a lot of times they accurately predict that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, I took a journalism course in college, and they tell you specifically that you are there to either write or share the news without your own personal feelings or thoughts. And when did that 
get lost in the shuffle of everything now that we hear on the news, it's probably somebody's personal thoughts. Doesn't that take away from us finding the real factual news? Where do we go? If we can't turn on the TV and find factual information on what's going on, where is it that we go? Do we go to the CDC website? Um, you know, where where do you know what you do? we find this information? You know what you do? The, the truth will be inside you. They want you distracted. They want you focused on everything outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Really, all along, if you just if you spend time being quiet, not having any uh, distractions, you know, things will come to you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, epiphanies will come to you. But you have to be still. You have to be quiet. You have to put everything down and just sit and 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 meditate type thing. And these things will come to you. I, you know, the best thing you can do is turn off the news because mm-hmm. um, they're liars. They're, they want to get you uh, in a panic. They want you to uh, fight with other people. And uh, it, it's just it's just nonsense, you know. But that's what's and, going uh, on, just plus, though. People are fighting with one another. I mean, what do you say when? People are in Costco or are in a supermarket. I think Costco and, and a lot of these warehouse type supermarkets, they're putting a, a, a curb on how much you can buy. But if you're well, going they, to a supermarket. To, right. they've, they've had to put limits. They, they've had to put limits because, you know, we, we've lost something. Mm-hmm. Uh, along the way of thinking of our of our fellow you know our fellow man you know um, that yeah all right like I need it but I don't need I don't need all of the sanitizer I need enough for me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I should leave enough for you because but here's the thing. we're not it's, gonna run out right how much sanitizer can you use anyway I mean that thing is so strong. All you need one is of the a things dot. I got to tell you, one of the things that I actually came to my mind because, you know, uh, a couple of days ago, a friend of mine had told me, now this is just three or four days ago. And his wife, so everybody's well aware of the corona. Uh, and this was in Westchester County. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, his, uh, uh, his wife was in the DMV. Mm-hmm. And she's texting him and she's like, I, maybe she never noticed it before, right? Um, but she's like, you know, there's like little kids that are like sticking pens in their mouths and people are putting that same pen, that same pen in their mouth. You know, like mm-hmm. the public pens, right, that everybody uses, right? Like, and, you know, and that's how we've become. We, believe it or not, like I do think that because the flu and the regular cold does a lot of damage also. Mm-hmm. You know, it does, it, the, the regular flu that we suffer from in the regular flu season, besides this corona, is going to kill more people than corona, probably. Right? And, and, and how is that passed? That's, again, that's passed because, you know, people just, you know, like they, they'll, 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 they'll touch their mouth and then they'll touch something public. Do you, find, do you find that now that people are telling you, wash your hands, don't touch your face, don't touch your mouth, do you find now that you're super conscious about it and then now you get like these I, stupid itches under your nose 
and you no, you feel I, the need. No. <laughs> because be, be, because I've always been that way. I've always touched public doors with my elbow. If I go mm-hmm. into a public restroom, if 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 the if the paper towels are not automatic, I unroll. If 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 they don't have the the electric hand dryer. Mm-hmm. I unroll the paper towels before I wash my hands because after I wash my hands, I don't want to touch the sink to turn off the water. Then I'll use that paper towel or my elbows to exit the door. I've always been that way in public. Yeah, I'm just like too. crazy you know, germaphobe you know about thing? it, like with people, you know, you know like I'm careful. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up, because Jessica's you know, trying to make you know a another, point. You know another thing that I hate touching in public is when you go to a restaurant, the salt and pepper shakers. And the oh. oh, I get squeezed out when I touch those. I can't stand See? it. You know what I mean? Right. It's 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 like and that's like when I go. That's a good that that that's another good example. When I go to the diner, I go in, I sit down, I order my food, I go wash my hands, I eat. When I'm finished, I go and I wash my hands because, exactly, I'm not worried about the utensils, but you don't ever see that. And maybe that this is what we're going to wake up to as a society and say that we can limit the spread of even the regular flu that does a lot of damage for those kind of things. In New York City, in a, in, I don't know if in all of the Starbucks, but in, in, in a lot of the Starbucks, they removed the milking stations. Now you got to ask them to put that the, the milk or whatever in your in your coffee because that's you know another what? You're thing, right. right. You're right. I've noticed that because I go to that. Starbucks every day, and you're right. They used to have those big that, silver tin things, and now they right. don't have it out anymore. That's along the same lines as the salt shakers and and, and and ketchup bottle, right? Like it's because they don't clean them. How many people touch them a day and they don't and they and they don't clean them? They don't wipe them down. ATMs, you know, like so many things are filthy. And then people, you know, like we should we should be careful about about uh, what we touch in public and then we touch our face. You, you know, um, maybe you know maybe we should all get in the habit of wearing gloves. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't mean like sitting down in a diner, but just like you know, like you know, like wearing gloves outside. And and I don't. It I doesn't think, have to be surgical gloves. I, I I think women ought to wear white gloves every time they're out in public while they're being chaperoned. <laughs> I don't think they should do by themselves. Some of those old, some of those old stuff. You know, you think about it, man. Like that date. You know. The old, some of those old styles where, where, where we get those inspirations from, right? You know, um, they came from an era when, when, when it was people, you know, where it was disgusting. So people wore gloves, right? I think that's probably why, like, it, you know, like if a woman wasn't wearing gloves back in the day, there was something wrong, you know? <laughs> like, uh, well, it's classy. It's classy. I mean, like Jackie Kennedy, she would wear them, you know what I mean? It's just a... It's a dignified way it, to it be. It is. It's maybe it's something head. that we should that that we re- even you know like it's something that men should even men like I, I have a, a you know besides winter gloves I have a, I have you know like a, a a thin pair of leather driving gloves that I will use outside a lot you know um, yeah well, because I, and yeah, again you know, I'm not you know a germaphobe what? it's just I know how disgusting that you, you know like uh, you know I, I dude I you how many times have you been in a restroom. And a guy will come out uh, of 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 the shitter and not wash his hands and All just leave the bathroom. Constantly. 
You, you know, know who probably and, does and, that? <laughs> probably Turd. Turd McGillicuddy. I think he's in the chat room. I think Turd does that. I think he goes into the bathroom and doesn't wash his hands after he after he uses. He's he. I know he's in the chat room. He's like super quiet. <laughs> so maybe he'll say something now. Well, what about this? Um, Internet friend says, imagine if this wasn't a political issue. This might have been treated in a fashion where we can combat this. And there wouldn't be this kind of hysteria. Now, if it wasn't a political issue and, and you know, we were rational about it and you didn't have people going around saying this was the end of the world, would people still lose their minds? Well, you see, that, I know for me, that's what's been real confusing. Because, again, right, like, you know, uh, they're shutting everything down, but we can wait in line you know, in the supermarkets, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the schools are slowly shutting down. Is is the mortality rate in in China and in Italy is was is 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 a little high, but they don't tell you about like all the like the amount of pollution in Wuhan already. That like that even if they didn't get corona. Those same people were probably going to die from respiratory illness, like, soon. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, more than 47, 48% of the population smoke cigarettes, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of factors as to what raises the, the mortality rate. And in the U.S., it's been all old people that have, that have conditions, there's been an there's been an old person. Uh, what was it? An 82 year old. I can't remember. It's a man or a woman in in Seattle, I believe, that has survived, has defeated it. So they didn't mm-hmm. have a pre existing condition. And you know, um, I don't know. It's very confusing. Like uh, in 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 parts of New York, they got the National Guard checking people's temperatures. Are you serious? Yes. And Why? Well, why is that? And why isn't that they're not talking about this in the news? You see, this is this is the I, stuff I that mean, I'm I talking know. about. I, I've, I've, I don't know. I've, I've seen it. You know, I've seen it on the national news. I don't know what you know what news uh, may, that you watch that you haven't seen it on. Um, but I've certainly seen it. Like they're not hiding it, and they're not hiding it on the local news here. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's something more and more that they're talking about, you know, like yesterday, you know, you might see more of that in the days to Mm -hmm. come in other States, not just New York. You might start to see the national guard doing tests everywhere. If people want to get tested, you know, but like, you know, but most of, you know, but here's the confusing thing, right? Because then you have them saying that 80% of us that do that, that those of us, that do get affected with it, right? That mm-hmm. that we might not even know that we're infected with it, right? That that we might just consider it like you know a hard cold or a light flu, right? That we'll have mm-hmm. those kind of symptoms, but nothing that make that that's any different than any other cold or flu that we had, right? Um, so that's what's confusing especially to me, like, you know, if that's the case, then why are you making us panic? Well, I mean, look, it's, 
it's debilitating society as a whole because um, events are getting canceled. You had oh. um, like crazy. Pearl Jam was going to have a concert, like an intimate concert at the Apollo Theater. They canceled that. Um, Coachella is not canceled. Coachella is it, it's moved into the until October when this is going to be long past us. Right. Then you so have the that uh, adult event, Exotica, moved. that was Exotica Chicago that was canceled from what I've heard. So you have a lot of these different things. And speaking of adult. So from what I understand, even the, the, the porn world is taking advantage of the coronavirus by creating videos, like fantasy videos, where somebody is getting stopped. You have an inspector that's inspecting women. Oh, <laughs> there's going to be stopped. all kinds. Right. I mean, listen, we've yet to see what's going to come out of this. Somebody's going to capitalize big on this. You know, uh, and not in the gouging way, because people are trying to price gouge, you, you know, now. I like it that I had read an article about some dude that gobbled up like 18,000 hand sanitizers and he was selling them on eBay and um, and Amazon, right? And both, the, both eBay and Amazon shut his account down because they realized what he was doing. So he stuck with like 17,000 hand sanitizers. Oh, this was the guy in Tennessee. Yes, I saw that. And see, that's another thing is that all of this price gouging happens. Are people just buying toilet paper so that they can go out and resell the toilet paper for well, you a lot wonder, more money guys, for people who you need gotta, it? You, You've got to wonder if it's guys like him that 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 have made or that that made the shelves disappear. The other thing, all, you know, like when I see all the cleaning products that are gone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you mm-hmm. didn't ha- you didn't already have this stuff in your house, right? The thing is, I feel that people are anticipating that they are going to be quarantined in their house. Indefinitely. It's the end. It's the stand. It's Captain Trips, man. That's what's coming. <laughs> I so flycatch here. There, there's another comment here in the chat room. The COVID nineteen is a virus that happens to be stronger than the common flu. It's not natural, but man-made strain. China intentionally or by accident released this virus. I believe it was intentional because it happened right after Trump made his trip to India. India will replace China and the Chinese are seeking revenge. What are your thoughts on that? Is Could this not uh, it, no, no, this, happened, this happened before Trump went to India. Everything up until the India point I'm with, like I said, mm-hmm. on like December 28th or December 29th and um... I, I could shoot you the link later. I could sift through it because it would still be it would still be live. I think it's on a I forget what app it is that I'm following these one Hong Kong protesters. It was December 28th or December 29th, and there was a report that in Wuhan, right, mm-hmm. uh, that a doctor walked out of a laboratory and people started to get sick. Hmm. Then. Two days later, (laughs) then two days later, two days later, 
they said that it was a coronavirus, that it was being spread because of the wet market, and it was probably being spread through snake meat. And then like two or three days later is when they finally settled on the bat suit. So I do believe that the Chinese unleashed it again to shut the people up in Hong Kong and get them off the street. And then it mm. spread like everything else. The Chinese don't give a shit if they kill if they kill their people. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like you know, remember that when you remember that all of us when when we're using our cheap electronic products, remember where it is that we're getting them from, and remember what they do to their people, for real. Mm. And remember mm. that right now they control our medicine because why? Because we want everything cheaper. Hmm. That's fucked up. It's true, but because it's they they have they have choked. But but you know, like until we until we start telling each other this truth of our dependency on China, we can mm-hmm. you know like because we have become so dependent on them, it's not even funny. But let me ask you a question. Do you think that that was a bad thing? That I, I Hell guess, yeah. When did it become a bad thing? Like. Did we remember back in the day when from they were showing like it, it was made in America and it, it was it, it was became a bad thing. thing from day one because hmm. it started it started decimating the American labor force from day one. Now mm-hmm. you know, listen, that's a whole other show and a whole other topic, and 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 you know, like you know, you can you know, like everybody's to blame for this. Like you can't you can't just point the finger at one person. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's to blame. Everybody that did this got it. Oh, and I'm talking about the manufacturers, production lines, yada, yada, yada. People that you and I don't know and we'll never meet. Mm-hmm. You know, they're well, the internet ones friend that makes a this. comment. Internet friend asks Ashley, he's asking a question. Do you think other countries will mobilize their military to enact retribution? For releasing this bioweapon. I don't know if we can call it, uh, I don't know if we can call it a weapon like that because it's mortality rate. We're going to see here, like, this is where we're going to really get an an understanding on what the mortality rate is, right? Like in Mm -hmm. China, it's it's three in a thousand. But again, their living conditions are not like ours. Right, we don't know how other countries are. And and I think and in Italy, in Italy, where the where the mortality rate has been high, again, mm-hmm. it's in an area that 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 it's a, an extremely old old population in that area, with heavy smokers. So like mm-hmm. people that are heavy smokers, and 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 you know, and I am, you know, I you know, I've been a heavy smoker in my life. We're mm-hmm. we're at risk also because it doesn't it does affect your respiratory system, and mm-hmm. that's you know a respite and that's why what's making them nervous because you know uh, the it, the spread of it is 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 what's making them nervous and the fear. Look at how it wants everybody inside. Mm-hmm. The government, the the media, and I don't know. I don't even know if it's the government. I think the government has been reacting to the media. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. strange. So I don't. I don't. Yeah, I do. I mean, you know, there. You know, I I think that the government is reacting to the media hysteria. 
Well, we got to take a but, quick but break. But other countries, other countries have already been using, are already using, you know, their military. South Korea, mm-hmm. this is how we're getting the idea, because South Korea has, mm-hmm. has and, and their mortality rate is lower than that of China mm-hmm. and Italy. And so their military was already testing people. Hmm. Well, we got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss more of the COVID-19 virus, um, the symptoms of what appears to be the, the virus, and a lot more in this discussion. If you have any questions, definitely join the chat room and ask. His internet friend has been asking a lot of questions, so thank you so much for that. And Flycatch, who also has been um, offering a lot of his uh thoughts on what's going on. So we will be right back with more KEM Top Talk, Maribel Blue Unfiltered. Are you looking to be featured in the next issue of Kinky Magazine? Just contact us at kinkemagazine at gmail.com or visit us at www.kinkemag.com. Garvey's Hotel and Bar was solvent until the 2008 crash. With imminent ruin on the horizon, Jody comes up with a radical idea to revitalize Garvey's, hosting orgies in the bar on the weekends. Jody convinces her conservative twin, Jackie, to try the new business plan on a trial basis. However, things come to a screeching halt when local law enforcement shuts them down. Jackie and Jody must team up with citizens in the small Arizona town to keep the orgy bar alive. Get all six ebooks of the Garvey series for five fifty five only on Amazon. Are you ready to experience all forms of domination, fetishes, and role play? From mild to extreme, always clean and discreet, I have very few limits. Come visit me at mistressclaudia.com. That's M-I-Z-T-R-E-S-S, claudia.com. Meet some of the most interesting guests the Internet has to offer. You're listening to KEM Top Top Presents, Maribel Blue, Unfiltered. Hey, everyone. We are back. And um, there was one ad that I actually didn't mean to play, but, you know, shit happens um, because this is unfiltered. So I'm trying to switch over the ad to something different. And today, my guest, D.B. Cooper, also known as Captain Corona, is on the phone with us, as well as Jesco, um, who is discussing the coronavirus and, you know, just every shit that comes with it. So I want to talk a little bit about the symptoms of the coronavirus. Um I printed out something here that uh, the World Health Organization and the U.S. Center for Disease Control Prevention advise the public 
to be watchful for fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath. Symptoms that follow contraction of the new coronavirus known as SARS-CoV-2. According to the CDC, the virus can spread person to person within six feet of respiratory droplets produced when an infected person sneezes or coughs, or coughs or sneezes, rather. That's what it says here. It's also possible for the virus to remain on a surface or object to, uh, to be transferred by touch and entire body through the mouth or nose. So in other words, I guess if you touch a doorknob where somebody has sneezed um, and then you go and touch that doorknob after they sneezed all over their hand and then you put your hand on your face, uh, then you can catch it. Okay, fever, cough, and other COVID-19 symptoms. It can take two, two to 14 days for a person to develop symptoms after initial exposure to the virus. The average is about five days. Once inside the body, it begins affecting epithelial cells. I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that word wrong because I'm not a scientist, so I don't know these fucking words. In the lining of the lungs, a protein on the receptors of the virus can attach to a host cell receptors and penetrate the cell. The patient begins to experience mild versions of symptoms, dry cough, shortness of breath, fever and headache, and muscle pain and tiredness compared to the flu. Diarrhea, however, is relatively uncommon. Symptoms become more severe once the infection starts making its way to the lower respiratory tract. And I guess this is the reason why they say, um, you know, that older people are susceptible to it. Flycatch makes another comment, massive military exercise taking place in Europe as we speak. This is real, and it's about shutting down the deep state, over 20,000 American troops are participating with their NATO allies. So again, it begs the question, is all of this happening because there's something else to deflect our attention? We have a caller on the phone. I don't know who it is, but I'm going to tell you now that if you're calling to prank, you're going to get hung up. So this is Maribel Blue with KEM Top Talk. You're on the air. I'm just listening. Oh, you just want to listen? Yeah. You got it, bud. Some people like to hey, do Maribel. that. They like to call in and, and listen. Yes, Jesco. I got a question for you real quick. Um, yes. Are, are you going to be interviewed or on the Tony Gaga show? Uh, I, I understand I that he, he, he does his show on Tuesdays, correct? If I'm available on Tuesday, I will listen in. I can't make a promise because my schedule is kind of upside down. These last couple of days, I've been doing a lot of things. Um, as you know, I have a new magazine called Maribel Blue Unfiltered, and I'm coordinating interviews as well as coordinating interviews for Kinky Magazine. So my time has been um, tight, <laughs> for lack of a better word. It's been it's been a little crazy for me. 
Um, but I will try as much as I can. What area code would you be calling from? Uh, I don't know yet. I will probably make it up. <laughs> right. Well, well, let me know what it is, and I'll try to get uh, the producer to uh, find it and, and talk to you if you're available. Okay. It's most likely going to be from a 307, uh, I'm sorry, a 347 area code. Okay. Okay. So yeah. let me yeah, be awesome. let me just – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jesco. I said oh, I just said that'd be uh, great. You should, you should, it's a good show to listen to, and and hopefully uh, you'll be able to talk too. Oh. Okay. Well, one of the things that's coming up that always comes up with a lot of these, uh, you know, life social issues that happens is that everything becomes a conspiracy theory. Is this virus becoming a conspiracy theory? Earlier today. Uh, there was a woman talking and she said, it's the end of the world. And I looked at her and I said, no, it's not. And she looked at me like I literally had two heads. I mean, she, I, I work part-time somewhere, so I, I'm not going to say where, but I work part-time. And she was literally like hanging around me like I said something wrong. And I know her points are like geared to these crazy religious aspects of that Jesus Christ is coming back and all of this stupid bullshit that's never going to fucking happen and it's the end of the world and we're going to be judged, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to make of it other than I think it's, it's making people a little crazy with all of these things that are going on. I feel like they are trying to escape death. And the fact of the matter is, is that the day that a person comes and escapes death and lives forever and ever, then I could see their point. But people are literally walking around like they're trying to escape death. And I don't understand that. Well, I, cause I just, again, I think the hysteria that, uh, a lot of the media is putting on people and I do believe that's forcing the government to act because then the media is sitting there saying how scary this thing is and then they turn around and say and nobody's doing anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so um, you know the sky is always falling with them you know like we got to watch that like one way or another you know of course, you know, the governments always have, you know, there's some general, you know, of course there's generals in every army in every country that are probably salivating over this situation right now because this is the shit they're like, yeah, this is it, this is it, this is the end, right? Get ready, get ready, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, uh, people aren't, aren't dropping dead like flies. You know, that we know, you know, mm-hmm. um, I forget how many cases that that were in, that 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 I think it was over a hundred thousand people that the now I don't believe I I don't necessarily believe what the Chinese government is saying about anything. They're copping to like thirty one hundred deaths, mm-hmm. right? And in Iran, you know, like the, the, the supposedly that like that there's these mass just you know graves, just people are just dropping dead left and right, right? Um, and 
if you think that, you know, that those of us, and I'm not, I'm not being funny, right, but if you think that here in, in, in America, regardless of what you want to think about any political shit, it's got nothing to do with politics, right? Like, mm-hmm. please don't compare us to Iran or China. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, the shit that's going to kill them, we're going to shrug it off our shoulders, trust me, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. when it comes to this, because... They're not prepared at all. You know, they don't give a shit about their people. Um, you know, Wait, th- who are you talking are about? Propaganda. You're talking about Iran not giving a shit about their people or China not giving a shit yeah. about their people? Both. No, there's a lot of deaths in Iran also. A, mm-hmm. lot, a lot of deaths mm-hmm. in Iran. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not saying how many. Um, and, and we know it's a lot, but... We also know that the conditions aren't the same. So the media loves to make it seem like that Iran and China are exactly like us mm-hmm. and that we're not prepared, you know, um, uh, to better handle this. You know, right. watch next week, like they're going to, you know, like we've already cut off all air travel to Europe, right? Next week, they're going to mm-hmm. start shutting off travel from the States Air. You know, not by car, but but, but by air. Now, you know, mm-hmm. again, I, you know, I have one little suspicion that all of these, you know, big CEOs and the plane companies and the cruise companies and all of the big businesses that are closing and the arenas and the sports teams, that they all asked each other, when's the last time we disinfected our products? Yeah. Well, the, that's what I think is, is crazy. I mean, if you yeah. if you if you signed up with with uh, you know with emails like email notifications from your bank, from stores that you shop where you get your coupons and stuff like that, if you notice, everyone has sent an email regarding how they are dealing with the coronavirus. And they're all saying they're cleaning, right? They're all cleaning. Yes, which is something that should have been done or, you know, it should be something that's continuing all of the time. Now, granted, how many times have we been in a bathroom, either in a diner or a popular food chain? And I don't want to say, like, any names or anything like that because that's not what this is about. I mean, you can think of any popular food chain Right, in you can pick hand. any one of them, right. You ain't got, you ain't got right. to take just, just whoever you want to imagine in your mind, right. Exactly, exactly. And also you have to remember that a lot of these food chains are franchises, so they're just buying the, the business model how they run their business or how many times have we been inside a bathroom and it's disgusting right. and you walk the fuck it's, out because it's so it, yes. filthy that you can't even imagine putting your pants down and exposing yourself out of fear uh, that right. something is going to jump in you. Now that's without Corona. And, and I think that that's what maybe has, has, has woken up a lot of places. You're not going to, like, when you go into a public bathroom like that, in a chain, I'm not talking about, you know, some some, some, some gas station bathroom that you expect it mm-hmm. to be something out of a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? Mm-hmm. But when you go mm-hmm. into a bathroom in a chain and, and the bowl is full of shit, like, that's a breeding ground for bacteria because the bowl is stuffed up and people keep pissing in it and, and it's full of shit and piss. And that's just a breeding ground. That whole bathroom is filled with germs. 
Right. Not exactly. just the toilet bowl. Not just the toilet bowl. The air. Right. Right. So when you were reading, when you were reading the COVID, uh, how we catch it, yeah, or, or how mm-hmm. it's led, you you know, you, you know, like that is. Why are we just worried about COVID nineteen? Because right. so many other things are picked up exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Right here again, you know, and and you know, like uh, anybody that lives in in in, in big cities. They they know this man like you know like in in the summertime we're always worried about salmonella uh, being anywhere near our food products. Now mm-hmm. you know how long that bacteria can stay alive, man. Like so, no, like, I don't. You know you, you you so like somebody put a piece of like raw chicken down on the counter and they just wiped mm-hmm. it. They wiped the counter, right? That's all they did. Mm-hmm. They wiped, they took that raw piece of chicken off, and they and and they wiped the counter. Mhm, mhm. That shit can turn into salmonella hours later. That's nasty. That really that's, is nasty. And and, <laughs> and, and, and 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 so you know the same, right? Like with 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 door. Now imagine doorknobs. Mhm. You know, and on and on. So that's I do. I think that businesses right now are are one of the reasons why a lot of places have closed is because they realize we're not, you know, we're not doing our part. The government can, if this is true, let's just say that 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 I'm going to err on the side that this is true. We cannot look to the government to fix this for us. We're supposed cool. to be clean. We're supposed to just wash our right. hands. We're supp- businesses mm-hmm. are supposed to clean their fucking toilet bowls, you know. Like, um, and and you know, airlines. My God, the amount of people that travel on the plane right. and the airlines—that's a turnaround, man. You get mm-hmm. off that plane, all they do is just pick up the garbage that's on the floor. You think they're wiping shit down before the next no, group of people get on not. that plane? Absolutely not. Please. They're not vacuuming those those uh, seats because, you know, those seats are soft, especially for those who are traveling, you know, four or five hours from one now, to right. another. Now, and again, they want you know, to like, comfortable. You know, I had lived near a train depot, you know, New York City trains, right? And I had lived near uh, a bus depot, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, nobody cleaned those cars, man. Right. Like, they go out of circulation. They sit overnight. Nobody comes in, and I mean, nobody's wiping those cars down from the mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. On the outside, they'll run them. They'll run them through a, a, a freaking, you know, like, like they have a train wash that they run them through on the outside. But mm-hmm. so, this is just every day with the regular shit, and we're and and I don't know why we're worried about uh, COVID. The same way we should be worried about the toilet the same paper way. thing. Do you think that the whole toilet paper thing was started by some social media influencer that said something about toilet paper and then everybody just went bonkers? I mean, it could have very well been, you know, because like then you got reports of people thinking that they can use toilet paper as masks. Right. And that, that was one of the reasons that they were getting hoarded. You know, which is, again, like, ridiculous. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it could, it's just that people's panic of the same way, 
in New York City when it's going to snow and we all know at the worst we're going to be we're going to be in all of my time living in New York City the worst I ever got snowed in was maybe for uh, a day and a half mm-hmm. right right but they make it seem like it's the end of the world you better go run out and buy milk and eggs and bread yeah and, and you can't find meantime, it and you can't find it <laughs> in the meantime everybody is screwed because you've got people fighting over products that should be shared and i think for me that when things like this happen it shows the true colors of a human being when 9-11 happened um you know i was in the city i was in midtown my brother and my father were downtown because that's where they worked and um i was scared because i didn't know how to react and and what was happening but i'll tell you the days that followed after, there was such compassion amongst everybody. Okay, granted that it wasn't like an illness or anything like that. It was still a catastrophe that nobody ever envisioned happening. You know, it was a surreal thing. It's like, wait a minute, you know, like um, – planes went into these buildings and now the buildings are no more and the people that died like you'll never find people's remains because the shit burnt up to a crisp and it's sad and it was just amazing no, how right. it's, I mean people... it's, it's a different catastrophe but right but we're supposed to come we're, we're supposed to come together you know, like right. back, you know, people, you know, people that aren't native New Yorkers, you know, that never been to New York, you know, there's the, the there's the myth that, you know, that New Yorkers are, 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 you know, are really rough. And what it is is that we're just really fast. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. like back then, like in the days after 9-11, like when mass transit was pretty much stopped, like strangers were given strangers rides, you know, like people did come together and, and, and help each other out and realizing that, you know, um, you know, we had gas lines. I'm no, we didn't have gas lines. I'm sorry. We had gas lines, uh, in, in Sandy. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, like, you know, for whatever reasons, you know, People just lose their mind. You know, the media, the media has got so much to do with this. And that's what I mean. This reminds me of the media's mass hysteria when the, when the, when the weather people have a storm coming in. Right, and and mm-hmm. they get so fucking hyped, and they get everybody nervous, and they get everybody nervous, and then the storm takes a dive at the last mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and... You know, like it, it's, and and even when they're not like killer storms, like you see the media raising hysteria over, you know, like Category One, Category Two hurricanes, which which, which are devastating. You know, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but like if you live on the if you live on the coast, like you should expect a Category One hurricane, not for nothing, right. like Category Two hurricane. If you're not prepared for that, then you shouldn't be living on the coast or in those states. I, that's just my feeling. Because mm-hmm. it's going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. um, the same way that shit's going to happen up here in the Northeast that, like, if you're complaining about it, then leave, you know, right. like, because it's going to happen every year, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, it's going to get wanna, cold up here. I want to read some some comments here that's, that's um, 
that's going on in the chat room. Um, this will conclude the 10th of April. This is not a guess, so mark your calendar. This is one comment that somebody made. Um, someone else said, so should be assumed that this uh, is something that is used as population control to call the elderly. I don't know what C-U-L-L means unless it's a typo, internet friend. You can uh, resend that message. Uh, another message came in from Flycatch. Massive military exercise taking place in Europe as we speak. This is real, and it's about shutting down the – oh, I already read that. I'm sorry. Uh, trust the plan. It's unrolling before our eyes. It is economic reset and our Federal Reserve banking system. That's another thing. Have you noticed that this whole thing with the Federal Reserve making this announcement about the interest rates, and now, like, I'm getting endless phone calls, which I might just take up this opportunity from my mortgage broker about refinancing and how I can get a lower well, rate. I, I mean, mean, why know, not the, take the, the advantage Fed, of that? I, that's, that's, you know, that's why they do it. That's one of the reasons why they do it, for, for, for mm-hmm. people to take advantage of it. That's, that's their whole idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, you know, this is a capitalist country. We do not want our financial system. I don't, that, that's one conspiracy. Do I believe there are people in this country that would love to see that to happen? Yes. But the powers that be, and I don't even mean Trump. I mean, even guys that oppose Trump, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to, you know, on both, on both sides of the aisle, there are powers that be that, that, that they capitalize on this capitalist country. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to see our financial system come to a ruin. China might, you know, other mm-hmm. countries might, mm-hmm. you know, like, like they could certainly, you know, uh, have cooked up some scheme to try to kill our market. Um, we don't know, you know, like that's right. what I mean. Like we got to pay attention to this because, like, you know, we don't know if this is a China scheme to try mm-hmm. to, to to mess with our financial markets to get because you know, uh, and again, like I'm not getting political or taking sides. I'm just talking, you know, about this as a reality. You know, like mm-hmm. this could be, you know, uh, something on their part to try to really hurt Trump so that he doesn't win re-election because Trump's hurt China. Trump has hurt them badly. Mm-hmm. And this could be like, you know, certainly, you know, um, could this be China's way of saying, you know, all right, you know, fuck it. Let me unleash this, this, this super flu on the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And because right now they're blaming us. It came out of Wuhan. And yet the Chinese are telling the Chinese people that we mm-hmm. did this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So be that that it's something that they did to screw with us, of course, mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. it is, and and nobody's you know like we're never gonna, I mean nobody's ever gonna validate something like that for us. Hmm. But maybe maybe what this should do is have is is that you know we should already be prepared. Right, like we shouldn't be waiting to the last minute to be prepared for an emergency. Like we should always, always be prepared for an emergency. That means mm-hmm. having water, toilet paper. Like, and I don't mean you know a hoard, a month's hoarding supplies, but you know, um, 
especially people that live in certain areas, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that, that they should already be prepared for. Uh, look, if you live in California where you're prone to earthquakes, man, like you, you better be prepared to have more. If you could stay in your house, to have water and food and, and, and a way to eat for a few days. Right. Because natural disasters are already going to happen. Well, right? you're right and about so, that. Like, and so maybe, you know, maybe this is a wake-up call to all of us as a country for us to realize that we're not prepared. Because, again, man, like getting on, on, on just if you really want to think about, like, how easily that may, may, maybe maybe the way that the government is reacting is because that COVID-19, that the coronavirus isn't as – and I'm going to call it the Chinese virus because everybody seems to have a problem with that, right? So – I'm going straight for the Chinese virus. This is coming straight from Captain Corona. So I'm allowed to call it the Chinese coronavirus. You are something else. (laughs) Well, listen, we have to now move on to the next topic uh, because, because, you know, I, there's only so much that we can talk about Corona. So, Let's end this, and we're going to move on to the next topic, The Bachelor. D.B. Cooper, you can absolutely hang up or, you know, stay on the line, whatever it is that you want to do. Because, of course, I'm going to be making fun of the finale and all of the stupidity that went on. And Peter's mom and the faces that she made, they were just absolutely priceless. I think she was the only real star of what happened on this season. So I just want to wrap up and saying, just like DB Cooper had mentioned, wash your hands, wash your ass. Uh, even, even when you're in your house, after you use the bathroom, wash your hands. I mean, even if you're in your own house, you can only imagine the germs that you're spreading around in your own house and that you're taking those germs outside. And that's how everything Travels. <laughs> typhoid, Mary, typhoid Mary. Typhoid <laughs> Mary. Everybody needs who's listening to you that doesn't know who Typhoid Mary uh, was, that you need to Google her and find out, you know, what it is that she did simply by not washing her hands. And you're absolutely yeah. right, Marvel. Inside your own house. Because, again, like, you know, like, you, you wipe your ass and you don't wash your hands for 20 seconds and you it's leave gross. fecal matter somewhere. And then you leave fecal. You don't think that you're leaving fecal matter anywhere, but, but you, you are. are. And then later, you put your sandwich down on it and now oh, you're eating I fecal can't. matter. Okay? <laughs> Thank you for those disgusting comments. <laughs> My pleasure. And I am. I'm going to bow out, and it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me on, and enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you very much. D.B. Cooper, everybody, you know he'll be back soon because there's going to be another conspiracy theory that I'm sure that we will be able to discuss here on KEM Top Talk Maribel Blue Unfiltered. I'm going to take a short break. Of course, I'm going to play some music, and then we are going to get ready to discuss the Bachelor season finale part two thing that happened there all the disgusting details <laughs> we we will be right back with more maribel blue unfiltered let's play some music wait. <laughs> thank you 
It's Maribel Blue, and we are back. I want to thank my guest again, D.B. Cooper, for offering us his opinion on the COVID-19. I like having my guests come and share how they feel about this whole situation. Um, Jesco is one of those people that he comes in, he speaks his mind. This is what I like about the show. I like for people to share and speak their mind about everything that's going on in the world today. Um, And just so that everybody knows who's listening, this is not necessarily the opinions of Maribel Blue Unfiltered. It's just a platform where people can come in and discuss how they feel. And and that's that. So with all that being said, I'm going to move on to the next topic, which is the Bachelor season finale. Okay, let me just tell you, I was watching this show, and I was, I don't know if I was surprised or not surprised. First and foremost, Peter Weber, who was in the Hannah Brown season, if you're following The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, he became The Bachelor for this season. I felt it was a big mistake, and a lot of the reasons why I felt it was a mistake, because he was still getting over a relationship that abruptly ended um and sometimes when you jump from one relationship to another it almost never works out this is what they call a rebound people in case you didn't know what that was that's what the meaning of a rebound is now a lot of people had said in my situation of a person that i like Um, that it was a rebound because my relationship ended. Well, 
it wasn't a rebound because the person that I was previously with, I didn't give a fuck about. So there's a big difference here, people. (laughs) I just needed to say that out loud. So during this season finale, they played out scenes of what happened at the end with Peter and Madison. Now, Madison, let me just give you a little background. She's a very big church girl. She's into the Lord. And, um, you know, it's very important to her that her children are raised in this faith and, and, you know, her partner and all of this stuff. Okay, here's my thing. If you are a person who is very much into your religious faith, whatever that may be, you've got to be upfront about that shit. You can't just spring on at the last minute when you're like three months deep into the relationship and be like, oh, by the way, um, I'm this faith. And in order for you to be with me, you have to believe in the same thing. And if you can't do that, well, then we can't be together. Now, three months is a lot of time to be invested with emotions and with feelings and spending time with this person. So when she did that, personally, I didn't like it. Again, this is my own personal opinion. I thought it was slick of her. I mean, she's a virgin. Jessica, she's a virgin. (laughs) So she was saving herself for marriage, which was important to her. And it was also important that Peter not sleep with the other two women because it came down to Hannah Ann, who I used to call Hannah Spoiled Ann, but until she came out with telling Peter off, and I'll get to that in a minute. So I want to read some stuff that I wrote because I feel like when I'm reading what I wrote, I'm a little bit more focused. Um, Okay, Tuesday night part two season of the finale of The Bachelor left mouths hanging open, head shaking, and Peter's mom furious over his decision to dump Hannah and no spoils in her name. Peter brought it down to two, Madison and Hannah Ann. He got rid of Victoria. Why? I don't know. Sometimes I think if he just picked Victoria, life would have been so much easier. It would have been dramatic, but at least he would have known the drama that he was taking on um, because she had issues of her own. And also I need to say, side note, that the producers of this show really set the stage to fuck up every relationship that took place. When Peter went out on a one-to-one date with Victoria, and this is the way usually these one-to-one dates end. If the person gets the rose, there's this quote-unquote private concert. Now, it wasn't so private because there were people there, which now it seems that they're incorporating this Bachelor Nation public to be a part of everything that's going on. Now, of course, the people are clueless because they don't know you know, what stage the bachelor is on, whether it's, uh, you know, the down to the final four, whatever the case may be, I'm guessing that they don't know. So when she went out on this date and they have the private concert, 
as they're walking, Chase Rice is the, you know, person performing. And what a coincidence. Chase Rice just happens to be Victoria's ex. I mean, who would have thought the probability of her ex being the performer for their one-on-one date? So tacky. So stupid. I mean, are people on the other end of the TV? It makes me wonder if the people that are watching this show, and let me just be specific, okay, because I'm not putting myself in this group of people, but the same people that are watching this show are the same people that are running out and buying toilet paper because the world is going to fucking end, you know? Um, and And mind you, Nobody was thinking about the coronavirus this week when the Bachelor finale part two was playing, okay? Because I wasn't thinking about it, and I'm sure the next person wasn't thinking about it either. So with all that being said, when it came down to the final and Peter had shared that he had slept with the other two women because the condition was for Madison that he not be intimate. This is the way they, they, they use these choice words, that he not be intimate with the other two women. Now, come on, okay? You're going to tell me that for three months, this man is putting his tongue in every fucking woman that he's going out with, in their mouths, not anywhere else. <laughs> and he's hey, all. Can I add something real quick? Can I add something real yes. quick? Yes. Um, if a woman is making demands and, and giving you orders, you ought to drop her immediately. And uh, <laughs> you don't. You don't ever submit to their will ever. Even even if she's around. a virgin, Jessica, she's a virgin. She's telling him not to sleep with other people because she wants him well, to save himself for her. Well, I guess that's one good thing she has going for. But at the same time, she needs to understand the hierarchy of nature. And if she can't understand that, see ya. <laughs> Shouldn't have nothing to do with it. Well, you know what? She ended up leaving. This is what happened. She took herself out of the running. She didn't want to be a part of it. And this left Peter feeling like, oh, no, what the fuck am I going to do? The love of my life walked out. Now, in between all of his emotions of how much he hurt this girl because he confessed to her that he did sleep with the other two women, when it came down to the final two, the, what happens at the at the end of of the show? The final two women get to meet the, his family and have discussions about where the relationship is going. And the family is basically trying to measure out which girl loves the son more. Now, a lot of people on Twitter said, "Oh, but Madison met the family early on on her one to one." Yes, she did dummies. But if you remember that episode, she didn't sit down and take time to talk with the mother. Why is that? Because it was early on in filming. Not The, the family is not supposed to know where they're at. So of course the mother is going to be a nice person. She's not going to be an asshole. Now she was, she was 
furious at the end of the show, and rightly so. Now, everybody started booing her because at the end of the day, Peter decided that Hannah Ann was not the person that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with because his feelings were still caught up in a woman who would not have him. Now, I think sometimes that reversal role always plays well because when I like somebody and I try to have conversations with them, they don't seem to respond. But then when the persons, the the people that I'm not interested in blow up my phone, sending me pictures, trying to contact me, sending me texts, people that I have zero interest in and they blow up my phone. So maybe I just need to do the same thing and act like I'm not interested. And maybe that person will blow up my phone. I don't know. But needless to say, here is Peter now feeling I'm in love with Hannah. Now, the thing that bothered me was just the whole phoniness of how he said that he was in love with her. And this is what I wrote. I think that this was the, I I have to give kudos to myself in my writing style. I will say this. Um, I wrote, I'm looking for the part now, his feelings when he was claiming how much he loves Hannah Ann. And I'm so glad he, and, and the ring he picked out, the pear shaped ring. I don't even think that he made a concerted, effort into thinking about what kind of ring it was like "Mm, this is the ring this is the best ring so I'm just gonna pick this one and then on top of that not only (laughs) I mean it's 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 so funny not only that but that I think that somebody else is is calling in now been trying to stock up on supplies okay um but not only that too that um Shit, I just lost my train of thought. That's what I get for looking at something else. Oh, that here he is picking out the ring. He's not even buying the damn ring. He probably can't even afford a Neil Lane ring. But, of course, this is ABC TV's way of promoting Neil Lane so that people, I mean, everything is a fucking commercial on this show. People just don't see it. They don't see anything that's going on. They, they. The whole musicians thing, you bring on musicians, and it's funny because when they go on these one-to-one dates, oh, my God, it's my favorite musician. It's, you know, whatever the, the name is. I, I can make up a name if if you want. Jesco. It's Jesco White. I can't believe it. Oh, my God, I love him. And then everybody's on the end of the TV. Who the hell is Jesco White? Like, I never heard of this country musician before. This is This is what happens. This is what happens on this show. So his feelings didn't display the same sincerity when he realized Madison left Australia and she was not coming back as if he didn't have a choice the next day with with wedding ring in hand, claiming I love Hannah Ann came off as if he was in a game show deal or no deal and took the lesser value suitcase out of fear of leaving with nothing here. Is, this is disturbing, okay, because how many people put aside what they are feeling for a person and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to stay with this person because, you know, they want me and I'm probably not going to find anybody else, so I'm just going to stick it out. Guess what? 
I was one of those people. I did the same shit. And then it comes to a point where you just get so disgusted when you look at that person. You don't want anything to do with them. Everything that they do grosses you out. Now, this is just me, okay? Maybe somebody else will have a different experience. My experience is is that after a while, I get grossed the fuck out. I don't want to touch you. I don't want to kiss you. I don't want to have sex with you. I don't want anything to do with you other than you disappearing and me being happy again, which is what happened. But, you know, in this case of The Bachelor and these uh, exaggerated relationships where everything is expedited and things need to end with somebody kneeling down and having, you know, a ring on their finger or or whatever the case may be, um, it just was wrong from the beginning. Now, when his mother had expressed her disdain for Madison because she feels as though Hannah Ann was the better choice for him. She came off sincere. She came off that she really loved her son and understood it. Look, everybody knows across the board whether or not you like your in-laws. That was the impression that was most important that you needed to make if you were going to be with your partner. You needed to make an impression on their family. And if the family don't like you, you're going to have a hard fucking time every day because when those holidays come, guess what? You're going to have to deal with the in-laws. It's not going to be right if it's only your family and your family likes him or her, whatever the case may be, you've got to jive with the other family too. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think Hannah Ann made some excellent points about things that he took away from her. He took away her first engagement. He took away her first proposal. He took away her first, I love you. If she was never in love with somebody before, or somebody never told her that he loved her. He took away all of those special moments. At the same time, these are the things that she signed up for. So for me, I feel like it goes both ways. Like nobody is really a victim here. They're playing out love on a television show and the producers have gotten sassy in how to continually um, destroy people. I can't put it any other way other than it's really ruthless. It's not nice. I mean, look, how convenient that Victoria's ex, Chase Rice, was the star performer on their one-on-one surprise, you know, performing date. And then at the end, when it was down to three, Victoria, um, I'm sorry, when it was down to four, Victoria, Kelsey, Hannah Ann, and Madison, and Peter was going around for the hometown dates to meet their family. How convenient that Peter's ex just happened to be in the same town as Victoria. What is she doing there? Does she live there? Did she move there? And then to talk shit about another woman. Oh, she breaks up relationships. And then the bitch was blurred. She had a blurred face. I mean, if you're going to talk shit, show your fucking face on TV. Don't hide behind some fucking blur. Who gives a fuck about your job? If you're worried about your job, is that what it is? Show your fucking face. I have issues with this. You're going to talk shit about people. Do it the right way. Show your face and speak your mind. If not, don't say anything. Look, 
I may not like certain situations. I may not like whatever the case may be. Most times, I will speak my mind. Other times, I won't. Only because I know some people are fucking buck crazy. So it's just better not to say anything at all. And just kind of push it to the side and ignore. That's what I do. Let it die a natural death. Because sometimes the the relentless banter, back and forth, argument, whatever the case may be, is not worth the time or the space. Can I hate people and have a resentment? Absolutely. I'm not like any other, I'm not different from any other person. I can hate you hard just as much as I can love anyone hard as well. But the the other thing I want to mention is that when Peter's mom was in the audience and Madison was talking, like after Hannah Ann left and she was like still disgusted with Peter and all of this stuff, and rightly so. I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, when Madison came out, Peter's mom made a face. They panned the camera right to her because they want to get those those reactions that the media outlet is just going to jump on. She had a face. She was rolling her eyes as Madison was talking about how much sleep she lost. I mean, the woman was just not happy. And of course, you know, when people are talking about love, because Chris Harrison has inserted himself in all of this mess, he went and, and fetched Madison. He flew to Alabama. Oh, guess what? I mean, it's like a gossip. Guess what? Peter's not with Hannah Ann anymore. How do you feel? What do you want to do? Want to get on a plane? Want to go to Los Angeles? I see what happens. I mean, it's like, come on, what kind of shit is that? I wish somebody would do that for me. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, this this show is such a fucking mess. And I sit here and watch it because I like to talk about it. I, I mean, it's like, I have to, I, I, I found something that I printed up. I have to do a show of how many relationships actually lasted to marriage, to children, where there is longevity, because there are people who have met on this show, they have, they have a successful marriage. But I think the reason why there's a better success rate back then in earlier seasons than now is because now everything is just sensationalized. That was the word I was looking for before. Everything here is sensationalized. And relationships shouldn't be that way. Now they're they're extending, it's becoming a bigger franchise. Now they're talking about, you know, if you're over 50 and you're looking for love. So I wonder how that's going to play out because now what are you going to do? You're going to do a star search of everybody that's beautiful at 50 but they don't look 50 and they're like super slim and and I don't know. Um and then they're doing something else. Oh, a uh, bachelor love, you know, musicians, I guess, singing their way into love or whatever. I, I, I mean, it's just, it's just becoming, I don't know what the fuck, but I keep diverting from talking about Peter's mom because I, there was something that I wanted to bring up when she was, when she made her point about how she knows her son and what's best for him, people in the audience booed. And I thought that was really low class. I don't give a fuck who you are. You're a stranger to these people. I'm a stranger. So for you to boo a lady 
who is discussing the well-being of her son is very low class, Bachelor Nation. I just want to tell you that now. You're a bunch of low class people because you're sitting there booing at a woman who is basically trying to protect her son. And I think any person who is a parent will do anything to protect their child. We can't stop getting a broken heart. I mean, look, like I've said before, the person that I like, I don't discuss it with my mom because she doesn't want to hear it. And I see the look on her face. Why, I don't know. She has her own opinions, so I don't share it. There are some people that I will not share this situation because they have been completely insensitive. However, because somebody is insensitive about how you feel towards a person, does that mean they are looking out for your best interest? Or are they just being an asshole? I mean, I don't know. Let's see who this caller is. You're on the air with Maribel Blue. Hey, how you doing, Maribel? Hey, was that you who sent the message? Because <laughs> I was like trying to write and not yeah. my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, that was me. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Just uh, people overreacting and everywhere. <laughs> yes, I agree. Now, the top of the show... We were discussing the coronavirus, and then the rest of the show I was talking about The Bachelor and all of this stuff. Now, I don't know if you heard earlier, but notice when The Bachelor was on Tuesday, nobody was really thinking about toilet paper at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> talking about that, um, I, I went to Walmart. I went to uh, – uh, Ralph's and all that, all the toilet paper is gone. It's funny. It's pretty insane crazy. I mean, you know, yeah. between, I, I felt like, you know, The Bachelor fit right in with the toilet paper because, you know, it's like associated <laughs> with shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And, you yeah. know, a lot of people are hating on Peter right now because he hurt a girl's feelings and he hasn't made up his mind about the other one. I think the one credit that I can give him is that he did tell Madison, let's see where this goes. And I think anybody who is confused about a relationship, that's all you can do. Take the time to explore, hang out, talk, get to know the person, and then see what happens. But, you know, mm. I'm a Latina woman, okay? And we know in the Latina or Latino culture, the most important person you have to, uh, oh, somebody said Peter and Madison broke up. Not sure if you knew that. No, I didn't. And thank you for letting me know, because I think I read somewhere that they did. So, and I'm not saying this, this only happens in the Latin culture. I'm sure that there are many of cultures that are, um, uh, that it's important for you to make an impression on the family. And in the Latin culture, you know, it's true. 
that you have to you have to impress the mother. You have to come correct. And yeah. in this situation with Madison, you know, to be honest with you, I barely watch the the hometown family dates because I'm trying to watch a bunch of different things at the same time. And I'm like over here with notebooks of notes. I mean, I feel crazy sometimes that I really need to like <laughs> hire an assistant, <laughs> you know, yeah. just to say, hey, yeah. listen, tell, help me take these notes because I need to type them out and go get toilet paper at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And get hand sanitizer as well. Yes. Dang. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, I was on eBay uh, the other week. I mean, this past eBay? week. eBay. Yeah, you know how much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know how much you're selling a bottle of uh, hand sanitizer. This one guy was how selling much? it for a hundred and twenty-nine dollars, just for a bottle. A hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Yep. The cheapest I've hey, seen uh, is uh, a bottle for forty-four dollars. Let me let me interject real quick. Um, if you're at the store and there's only like uh, one package of toilet paper or one hand sanitizer left, and an old lady has her hand on it, you better elbow her and push her and get that <laughs> last one. Jessica, you are not right. Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> You are okay. not right, Jesco. You know better. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just funny how well, crazy people are over nothing. Well, you know what? Tomorrow's another day, and we're just going to have to see what happens. And um, hopefully this whole conspiracy will blow over, and we'll be back to normal again. And we'll have toilet paper again. I mean, it's just, I would never think that I would be living in a world where there would be shortage of toilet paper. (laughs) Did you you notice that it happened in Australia and they were talking about how it was happening in Australia and the newspaper was telling people how to cut cut it out and use the newspaper? And then it happened here. And you know, what's going to happen is this, these stores are going to order as much toilet paper as they possibly can so they have a bunch of it. And, and, and what's going to happen is people are going to have, like, a huge supply of it that will last them 10 years, and then nobody will even buy it now, you know. And so the stores will be way overstocked, and people will be way overstocked at home. So it's kind of crazy. I need dippy for my butthole. <laughs> I miss Beavis and Butthead. Oh my God! <laughs> and you know, uh, you know the Pajits, the Pajits—they don't even care about not having toilet paper. Hell, they—they'll shit anywhere. They use their hand and and uh, do whatever. So they, they, hey, you take away the toilet paper, ain't nothing for them. I mean, it's just become like a crazy joke. I mean, look at the flyer that I made up. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine um, who lives in New York, and I said, I'm going to sit here, you know, talking to you, but I'm going to make up the flyer. So as I'm making up the flyer, I guess we started talking about toilet paper or something like that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to find a toilet roll. I'm, I'm telling her this. And make it so that, you know, the toilet paper is the major discussion. <laughs> of this show. I mean, you know, and again, 
I had a, I had a guest on earlier. It's 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 just going to fall into the same thing, the same thing that he said. Wash your hands, even even in your own house. You know, get into that habit because it's crazy when you have to tell a grown person to wash their hands. I cannot fathom myself using the bathroom and not leaving my bathroom and and not washing <laughs> my hands. It's just crazy. I mean, look, it's it's funny because when I lived in the Bronx, I had big OCD. I don't know like where it came from, but I would mop my entire apartment with bleach before I left for work. It was so bad that there were times I was late in getting to work because I was mopping. <laughs> you know, it's just if I did not mop when I left the house, I would be thinking about it all day at work that I have to mop when I get home. Literally, before my animals would get fed, I would mop the floor. And they're looking at me like, what is wrong with this human? This bitch is crazy. We just want to <laughs> eat. <laughs> yeah. So I bought a mop today. <laughs> Because I had a different mop for my bathroom and I didn't like it. And I bought another one today and I bought more bleach because believe it or not, we still have bleach. And I'm going to start my OCD again and I'm just going to start mopping my bathroom floor every morning. It has to be done. It has to be done. This is just me. <laughs> you know, I know uh, over to my place. <laughs> my around here. You know, when, yeah, so uh, I think you live too far. To when people need yeah, to wipe, all they need to do is go outside and get the water hose and hose it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have two hoses here. I have one in the front of the house and I have one in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who wants to come to the front of the house, you know, you could like the, what is what do they call it? The exhibition type? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can hose you down in front of the house. But yeah, just anyway. Like, uh, County jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, you know, well, this that, was... that, that's funny you mentioned that because I was just thinking uh, in prison, uh, you have urinals and you got toilets, and there's uh, designated toilets for pissing, and then there's designated ones for shitting. And if, if you if you piss on a shitter, you're liable to get your ass whooped, right? And in, in some of the cell houses, and some of the cell houses. Uh, a lot of people will, in, in their cell, they have toilet, you know, what you'll do is you'll sit and pee. And the reason mm-hmm. being is so there's no splatter all over the place. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, you, you, the way you do it, if you sit down to pee, the way you do it is you pull your shorts up and you sit down facing the opposite way, facing toward the back of the toilet. And you just piss through the, sh- the shorts. That's how you do it. And, uh, and the joint, so. <laughs> did we just actually listen to this? I mean, it's like did, you could hear a pin drop while he was talking. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that, that's what you do. You, you're usually wearing shorts, and you pull you, you pull your dick out of the bottom of the shorts and pit. Oh my goodness. Okay, Jessica. <laughs> With all that being said. I think it's time for me to end the show. (laughs) 
I want to thank my guest, D.B. Cooper, for coming on and speaking earlier. And, of course, Jesco. And I always forget your name. <laughs> Just call me Mr. Tony? Bean. Huh? Mr. Mr. Bean, Mr. right. Bean. Oh, my God. I got to write this down so I don't forget. Mr. Bean and Jesco and everybody that was in the chat room. Um, Ashley is still on the chat room, and she said that she wants to give you a spanking, Jesco. Just wanted to Ooh. let you know that. And, um, you know, all the comments were absolutely great, and I really love how everybody participated. And, of course, you can listen to this show once it processes. And another thing I wanted to say, I will be putting this show also on Anchor. And when I put the show on Anchor, it just spreads over like wildfire to all of these other um, internet radio programming so you can find it on itunes you can find it on anchor um on spotify so there's a whole bunch of different radio internet outlets that you can listen to kem top talk unfiltered so with all that being said i want to thank everybody for listening and being a part of the show i will be back next week with a whole new show who knows what the fuck we'll be talking about maybe we'll be talking about the comeback of toilet paper um, that would be an interesting topic because then you can share with us <laughs> where you picked up your toilet paper from. <laughs> and the code name I think of people all need to get people need to get bidets. Get a bidet, and then you don't even need toilet paper. You know what I mean? Wait, what was the code works? name, Mister Bean? <laughs> yeah, they're all cornholios. <laughs> My goodness, this was a very good ending. If you're listening to the show, don't forget the code word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So another I want to make a quick announcement. Um, I am doing a project for my magazine. It has to do with relationship couples, couples who are in current relationships who live alternative lifestyles. And again, I'm doing this for a kinky magazine, so it's going to be more on the adult side, um, but very informative and educational about how you communicate to a potential partner about certain alternative aspects, is what I'm trying to say, certain alternative aspects that you wish to either explore or something that you're currently um, living and you want to do it with your partner. Um, I have a couple of couples that are involved and I have a couple who I'm going to be interviewed. I will not say who it is yet, but know that this couple is a bit of a celebrity couple. So I'm very, very excited about that. It will be on KEM Top Talk interviews, which you can find on Skyhawk After Dark. Uh, that's where all of the adult stuff will be. And of course, unfiltered is basically anything goes. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, I got an email yesterday on it. And of course, Unfiltered, I do interviews here. If you're an activist, if you're a ghost hunter, if you're into the paranormal or you're into witchcraft or whatever the case may be, 
Uh, if you're into conspiracy theories, I want to be able to interview you. So, Mr. Bean, there's a yes, you know a note out there yes, for ma'am. you. <laughs> All right, I'll Let's... be uh, with the with the paranormal and the conspiracy stuff. Let's coordinate it. Maybe we can do an interview next week and have you on. And let's coordinate an interview. Let's do it. That's yes, what ma'am. I say. And Ashley says it's scandalous. <laughs> I definitely want to do some paranormal stuff on this show. I think it's an interesting topic. It never gets old. Um, there's a guy that I would love to interview. He has this really creepy doll. And if I can get him on the show, too, I think I'm going to contact him and get him on the and show. Have you, have you ever it, heard of the Mandela effect? No. Oh, we got to go over that. That's the that's the craziest thing that's going on right now. The craziest anomaly out there right now. I mean, it's got to okay. be supernatural. It, it it's it's crazy. It, it 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 totally crushes perception of reality of time uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and memories. It, it's 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 one of the most fascinating things right now. It's one of my favorite topics currently. Uh, so it, that's. That's a good. All uh, right. Well, let's coordinate. There's a lot of good stuff let's about that. Jessica, let's have you on for the first hour of the show. Mr. Bean, the second hour. Let's do it next week. Paranormal right. and Mandela effect. Yay! We already All know right. what next Yay. week's show is. And no Mandela. Right. That's right. <laughs> we got to no do our homework. We got to do our homework. So, with all that being said, I got to close the show. We have about two minutes left. Again, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody who participated in the chat room and offered their stories and thoughts on everything that's going on in the world today. And as always, please, please be good to each other. (laughs) I say this every week be good to each other, be good to yourself. And most importantly, take care of you. This is Maribel Blue signing out. Loves and hugs, everybody. Make sure you check out all of the content on Maribel Blue Unfiltered. And I will see you next week. We're going to talk about the paranormal and the Mandela effect. New show next week. Bye, everybody. Adios. Ciao. (laughs) 